What's going on, my friends out there in podcast land? This is Richie, and you are listening to Podcast Trip with Richie Flip. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to go over something. And number one, this is a topic I have probably never, ever talked about up until maybe within the last week. Uh, I, I brought it up on my YouTube channel, Six String Fun. And uh, it, it is a topic that I think will always be... It always have people talking passionately, no matter what side of the fence you come down on. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. If anything, it just kind of has, has grown over the years. And let's just cut to it. Van Halen fans, it, it, you know, who was your guy? Was it David Lee Roth? Was it Sammy Hagar? Those are the two that are always talked about. I want to go even further than that, though. Um, and I, I don't think it's a right or wrong topic. It's just... You have some fans that are very passionate one way or the other, maybe some more so than others, but you had a great band no matter who was your front man, basically. Look, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this. If you're going to ask me who is it, for me, it's Sammy Hagar. Always has been Sammy Hagar, always will be Sammy Hagar, for nothing more than the simple fact that that's who I grew up with in terms of being a Van Halen fan. 1978 is when the first album came out. So you've got David Lee Roth singing on that first album. I'm five years old at the time. Uh, I don't know about Van Halen. I don't know about Van Halen probably for another six years. You know, for me, the, the radio that I was listening to at the time, thanks to my parents, was when I was, you know, again, looking back on it, back in the uh, the, the backseat of my, my mother's Buick Skylark. Uh, if, if you're from New Jersey, North Jersey, New York City, uh, other side to Queens and Long Island, it was CBS FM, 101.1, Cousin Brucey, Harry Harris and the Morning Mayor, uh, the oldie station, right? That's who I listened to. I didn't even know there was other channels on the radio until I got older. I always thought, yeah, one channel, that's it. That's what we listened to. But that's what I was listening to, and, and, and thankfully that's what I did listen to because it really ha- it, it was a, an appreciation for music. I don't think I'd have if it wasn't for that, but that's for another discussion another time. But it wasn't until, you know, we fast forward now, I don't know, five, six years, uh, depending on, you know, when you want to kind of, you know, put a, put a line in the sand here. But for me, I first became aware of Van Halen for the 1984 album. Um, you know, I think truly became aware around that point. Prior to that, you know, MTV, yeah, there was the video for, for Oh Pretty Woman you go further back, I think there was a video for Unchained that I seem to remember, a live video. But that was about it. I don't remember much after that. But it was the Jump video. It was Panama, Hot for Teacher. It was when I really got my introduction to Van Halen and, and the band. Uh, and Eddie Van Halen is a guitar player. Um, So you got all this going on. Band is at the height of everything they've done over the past, you know, their career, basically. And then all of a sudden, David Lee Roth is gone. You know, whether he was left, told to leave, however you want to look at it. Um, you know, his side, their side, and the truth somewhere in between. You know, Sammy Hagar walks in. Look, and I, I'll say this before. I have nothing against the Roth. I mean, the Roth era was fantastic. But it's not the the era I grew up with. I wasn't going to those concerts. I didn't know anything about the concerts back then. Um, let's put it this way. How, how good was that era? I challenge you, and I don't know the answer to this, but if you can come up with one, I'd like to hear about it somehow. Um, you take any band from that time or then or now, any band at all, and you go and you compare their first four releases to Van Halen's first four releases, and I don't think there's any comparison. The only band that comes to mind is Zeppelin, 
and I'm not even a big Zeppelin fan, but you've got Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2, Women and Children First, fair warning. Okay? You know, Diver Down, I can't put in that category because it just it just wasn't to that caliber. But think about those four albums in a three, four-year span. Van Halen 1, 1978. Van Halen 2, 1979. Uh, Women and Children First, 1980. Fair warning, 81. I mean, that is some span of music right there. And I don't think it's ever been matched. I don't think it ever will be matched. That's just my opinion. You know, Diver Down, like I said, wasn't great. I mean, as far as compared to some good stuff on there, but it probably doesn't compare. And then you had 1984, the band at their, their, their zenith, their height, and all of a sudden they're, they're, they're gone. It's not there anymore. And in walks Sammy Hagar. Now, at that time, Sammy Hagar joins the picture. I am 13 years old, I think. 1985 is when I think Hagar kind of, or Roth leaves the band and Hagar jumps in at that point. 5150, their first, Van Halen's first album with Sammy Hagar was 1986. I remember that. I remember going to the to the record store. I remember getting the record. I remember being my grandmother taking me to the store to get it. Um, Clifton, New Jersey, Gaslight Records, which was in the Styertown Shopping Center. Long gone, that, that store is. But I remember that. And I remember going there and getting the album and holding it in my hand and looking at it, looking at the liner notes and studying it. I remember also... Um, being in my room, listening to the out, like drop, drop the needle on side one. It was vinyl. Listen, you know, from, you know, starting with, uh, let's see if I got the, uh, the order of songs correctly here. It started with good enough. Why can't this be love? Get up. And then it went to dreams and then summer nights, which, which rounded out side one. And I remember sitting there listening to dreams and looking at the liner notes and I remember hearing Hagar singing that. And it, it, that is what, I'm going to say that moment is really what got me to be the fan of Van Halen that I was and still am at that time. Um, You know, and, and from there it grew. Okay, two years later, OU812, uh, which I thought was an underrated album to this day. I still think it, it was, it's a great piece of work in my opinion. And the debate is always, well, the lyrics, this, the lyrics, that. Roth had these lyrics. That That's kind of where it all began. You know, well, no, my guy's better than your guy. This guy sucks. You suck. This sucks. When you break it down to, to at least the way I look at it, it's Van Halen. Yeah, but it's Eddie Van Halen as a guitar player. That's what it was all about and still is all about to me. So you can have anybody in there, and we're going to get to my next, you know, that point coming up very soon because there's a third guy in the mix here that nobody talks about. You know, so OU812, some good, I mean, heavier music on there, too. Um, didn't, you know, again, still a little too young to get going to the concerts there, but that was the Monsters of Rock tour in 88 or 89, where it was Dokken, Kingdom Come, Scorpions, Metallica, and then Van Halen was the uh, uh, the headliner. I believe those were the, the five bands. And then 91, which was probably the one that really broke for them, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. I remember Pound Cake. I remember that video. I just remember, you know, everyone talks about the drill, but just it it, it reminds me of Thunder Road in a way. This is going to sound like a really strange comparison. You know, Thunder Road didn't really have a chorus to the song. Pound Cake, I don't think, really had a chorus to the song. I mean, it had some themes, but I don't remember a chorus, a traditional chorus, you know, being part of the mix here. That was a huge tour. Obviously, right here, right now, was the live album that came out, uh, you know, after that. And no one talks about the album after the final Hagar album in, in, in that, that 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 grouping there, which was Balance. And I think that was 
the heaviest of all the albums. And who knows, maybe it was a something of signed of something to come down the road um with with them getting back to like a heaviness because even the the opening track, the seventh seal, I just thought was again a punch in the face, you know, that really kind of grabbed your attention. And that album had a little bit of everything, which was great. And that was the first time I saw them on tour, uh, 95, 1995. I think at the time it was a Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. And actually, that was a great show because the opening act was Collective Soul, which did a great job. And I was a big, still am a big Collective Soul fan. So that was really cool to have a little, um, like a double treat there as far as, a, you know, two bands, you know, coming in for that. And that was after that. That's kind of where things kind of fell apart. You know, uh, he said, she said, what's going on, this and that. Let's get through all of that, right? And I think that is kind of where the debate really picked up a lot of steam. Well, Hagar left the band or Hagar's out of the band. Um, if Sammy Hagar's out, David Lee Roth's got to be back in, vice versa, right? So that kept going back and forth. And then here's the wrench that gets thrown into the whole works here. They bring in Gary Sharon uh, to be the third lead singer couple things I'm going to say right out of the gate. I don't think Gary Sharon had a chance, no matter how good that album was, how good that tour was, which it was, to, to do anything in that band. I think he was judged from day one. You know, everyone was probably thinking, another you know lead singer, I'm done with this band. You know, whatever, whatever it might have been, the guy didn't have a chance, which was a shame. The album I thought was pretty good. And that album, I, I, I think... People, when I say always, but people talk about, hey, you know, is Eddie, gonna, Eddie Van Halen ever going to have a solo album, solo album? I think that's as close to a solo album as you can get with Eddie Van Halen for a lot of different reasons, especially I think it was the last track on the album where he's, he's the lead singer. You know, he's singing lead on on one of those tunes. But it was a cool album. I thought it was good. I thought it had a lot of different things to it that you typically wouldn't see. Obviously, aside from the whole Gary, you know, coming in thing, you know, this is where you kind of see the tensions maybe start to boil, bubble up with, with Michael Anthony. Maybe you don't know it back then, but you know, that that's where it seems to tie from. If you, if we're doing our history lesson here, I could be wrong, but that's where it seems to sort of begin. Aside from the album, they go on tour. The tour was, in my opinion, the tour was phenomenal. Gary came in and he did stuff from the Roth era Sang it well. He did stuff from Sammy's era, did it well, and then he did the new stuff. And it was a phenomenal concert. I saw two of those shows. Madison Square Garden, oh, was it May? It might have been May of 1998. And then a few months later in Holmdale, New Jersey, down at the Jersey Shore, the, I think at the time it was the Garden State Arts Center. The Garden State Arts Center, I will never forget this. My buddy Joe was there with me, and I can't remember who else was there. No, actually, another great show with the opening act. It was Kenny Wayne Shepherd as well who opened that show. But I remember when the show was over, we're walking out um, of the amphitheater and my buddy Joe going, that was the best show I've ever seen. And you're talking Van Halen with, with, with Gary Sharon. So that says a lot. And the, and the show at Madison Square Garden was, was just ridiculous as well because that was one of the first shows on the tour, I believe. And you're hearing stuff that hasn't been played in years. Uh, again, going from memory, they opened with Unchained. There was... Uh, Two two songs from the new album, then they went into Mean Street, and then it was just kind of a mix of other things from there. You've got Michael Anthony singing "Somebody Get Me a Doctor," I believe that's that was played on that that gig like that. It, it was an amazing amazing show, and this guy gets no love at all when it comes to the lead singer debate within Van Halen, which is a shame because 
you you can make the argument. I'm not going to make the argument, but if you want to make the argument, he could be the best singer out of all three, just in terms from from a technical aspect. All right, um, that's how I look at it. So it's a shame. And if you're not, if you weren't even aware that Gary Sharon was the lead singer for Van Halen, go get the album. You know, YouTube has a whole bunch of stuff you can find now as far as live live shows from that tour. Uh, I've got a few laying around. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal live show. And then, of course, within a year, two years, he's out again. Why? Who knows? We'll never know. It is what it is. And and it was a revolving door in terms of who was coming and who wasn't coming and the whole thing. I, I don't want to go too much down to, you know, memory lane, memory lane here with, with, with everything else. But when I look at it, Sammy's my guy. He's always been my guy. It doesn't mean because someone likes David Lee Roth that he's David Lee Roth isn't their, their guy for the band. I think it just all kind of depends. But for me, growing up, like... I don't have memories of, of you know hearing a, a David Lee Roth or, you know Van Halen with David Lee Roth and and being transported back somewhere from 30 40 years ago. I definitely do with with, with Sammy Hagar with Van Halen. I think of when it's when it's love of OU812. I can I can I can hear that song and instantly go back to to a place I was hearing it on the radio. Um the same thing with with Pound Cake and from from uh For Unlawful Carnal, Carnal Knowledge. Um, going back to 5150, you know, yeah, Dreams, the Blue Angels video from MTV. So that's why the Hagar era to me just means more. I don't think it means one is better than the other, but obviously it has more of an impact on me in overall just, just life in general, I guess. And that's why I'm a Hagar guy. And, and, and it's not to take away from either one of them. Look, I said, you know, we got to consider Gary Sharon here as well. If we're being honest, if I had to rank them, it's Sammy, it's Dave, and then it's Gary only because the, 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 um, you know, the work basically, you know, Gary only had that one album. It's really hard to compare to, to anything else, but he still, and still is a f- phenomenal singer. I mean, Extreme is on the road right now. And, and then new, and if, speaking of Extreme, if you haven't listened to the new, or the, you know, the new album that came out last year, it is phenomenal. That is one of the few albums I can remember right now where start to finish when I play it, I am not fast forwarding through, through one song. So again, if you're not, a, haven't been, you know, uh, Introduced to that album, by all means, give that one a shot because that that was just that's a phenomenal, phenomenal record. So um, give that one a listen. And that's kind of my two cents on the whole, you know, Sam, Dave, Van Halen saga. Um, you know, that's how I look at it, and just want to kind of you know put my my two cents out there. I mean, again, and I haven't really talked about it at all just until recently. And it's not to say one is right, one is wrong. I think you know we have strong opinions because. Those times mean so much to us, and and every time we blink, those times get further and further away from us. And I think that's kind of what, what hits us even more. So if you're a Dave guy, awesome. Sammy guy, awesome. And and you might be a Gary guy, guy or gal too. That, that's you know. So I I think it works no matter what because when it all comes down to it, it's about that band, uh, the legacy they 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 left. And I'm going to say left at this point because obviously now it's it's over. You know, I hate to say that, but it is what it is, whether or not there's ever a tribute. Well, you know, Sammy's doing his tribute this summer with uh, Joe Satriani. You got Michael Anthony, of course, Jason Bonham on the uh, the drums. So I might even try to get a ticket for uh, for Homedale, New Jersey to, to give that, a you know, uh, to go experience that because I think that'll be a great show. And I think I truly think Sammy's coming from a good a good place to, to do it and wants to pay tribute to really his friend. That, that, that passed away three years ago. So um, I'll leave you with that. Honestly, just wanted to kind of, 
you know, riff on that, vent on that a little bit. I don't think anybody's right or wrong. You know, whatever team you come down on, that's great. It's all about the band. And the more we talk about this, the more we keep the band in the forefront and the more that band just gets the recognition they deserve uh, from here until who knows. So that's all I got for you. So hopefully uh, it was, you know, gave you some food for thought and, you know, share with me if you can. If you, you know, um, you could find me at sixstringfun.com. You can go to YouTube and search six string, uh, six string Fun on YouTube. You'll find me there. Uh, you can even send me an email, rich at sixstringfun.com, you know, R-I-C-H at sixstringfun.com. And we'll see you on the next one. You know, who knows? I mean, I'm kind of riffing here. Uh, these podcasts are going to be all over the place in terms of what, what to talk about. So I think uh, whatever is on, on the forefront of my mind, that's what we're going to get that day or that week. So good that you hung out with me. I appreciate it. And I'll see you down the road. Take care, everyone.